Hello and welcome to Tea Room Talks, the podcast breaking the stigma. I hope you're well and thanks for joining me once again. This week we're going to be speaking to Adam and he's a former soldier, bodyguard and now business owner within the construction industry. We're going to be speaking about his past experiences and obviously seeing his background in regards to mental health. We're going to ask him how it affected him within his time in the service and since his time in the service and how initially seeking help made him feel almost instantly different from his previous self for hiding it for so long. We're also going to talk to him what it's like to work in the construction industry. As I know, it's pretty difficult, so it's going to be interesting to hear that point of view from from someone else. I believe he's going to be my first guest that will have the construction background with me. So let's take a listen to that interview that I had with him. So I'm joined by Adam Rick, soldier, bodyguard and businessman. Adam, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Uh, thank you for having me, Tiger. It's an honour. In regards to mental health and your experiences of, have you dealt with any problems yourself? Uh, yeah, I've, I've dealt with a few, yeah, over the over the years. Um, I've had, uh, well, within like the construction side of things, after my time in the military and everything else, um, I've dealt with some issues. I've got, I've got knocked for a lot of money, sent me pretty much where it sent me under. I lost everything, had to start again. And when I say a lot of money, I mean like to the point where I could have nearly lost my house. And that haunted me for a very, very long time. It was actually the catalyst for, I say it was a catalyst, it was the, the straw that broke the camel's back, Right, that makes sense. Yeah, so and financial difficulties is really what triggered that, would you say? Yeah, 100%, yeah, because obviously when I went from having an SME to nothing pretty yeah. much within a week. It was literally that quick. I'd put everything into this job and I just, you know, I knew there was a time when it happened. I had a lot of trust in the customer and we had a a relationship where we was quite friendly. It then turned nasty when it comes towards the end. Not nasty, I don't mean like that nasty, but it then, reality kicked in. Yeah. And I I started seeing a few warning signs and with that, I started putting pressure on and saying like, you know, like we need to get this payment plan sorted out, blah, blah, blah with that nothing come of it yeah so you know when you start going down the court road it's uh it's even more stressful yeah than actually trying to deal with it beforehand so i learned my lesson quite quick with that adapted but it took me a, it took me a good couple of years to actually pull myself together seek help and like go from there you know my wife you know she's like an angel <laughs> if you know what i mean and um i'm very lucky to have her what a lot of people don't see is what goes on behind closed doors, how, and it, how you get impacted in your family life from a work life, you know. Yes, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a scary industry to be in, construction. Yeah, certainly, and obviously being in construction myself, I can certainly relate to the problem that you've had. I've certainly had instances where people haven't paid on time or been late payers and withholding payments for issues that, from my point of view weren't my issues obviously otherwise I'd understand it it's very difficult as well branching on that as self-employment because unfortunately you have no access to help from from my point of view and I'm, I'm sure you certainly agree yeah exactly that yeah I think when you're uh when you're a nice guy and you're trying to build up a bit of a reputation it's hard to be the bad guy and say actually no I'm not I'm not going to come and rectify that until you've paid the payment because you're wearing so many hats running about like running a business that's where like more stresses come with it because obviously you're you're the worker you do the paperwork you do the invoicing you're up till stupid o'clock doing this that and the other just to keep next day going or the week ahead going 
yeah, it's, it's, it's snapped, you know. Yeah, and I think obviously with financial problems within construction and the difficulties that come with it, obviously to be told that you're not going to be getting payment and whether that is because it's withheld or the customer can't afford it, the problems that then come from that are almost a self-fulfilling prophecy really you can't fund yourself to then perhaps travel to work or buy more materials to rectify said issues so I, I understand in that regard with the the struggles that came with those difficulties what would you say cropped up the most was it were they common themes such as depression or anxiety were they more extreme than that was it a combination of various other things at play or would you say it was stress which led to your symptoms or do you think there was an underlying issue oh there was a there was massively an underlying issue i've been i've, I've been suffering for years but i was doing the man thing and just saying no, i'm all right you yeah. know my wife was saying to me for a very long time that i need to go and seek help or go and just talk to someone and uh yeah like i say i just done the, the man thing and just brushed it off and said no i'm fine when really i wasn't and it was just getting worse and worse. Um, it was it was accumulation of things. Like I say, it was uh, past military. You know, it's all the things that had happened in the past that you just you put to the back of your mind. You don't actually think about. Then get triggered by an incident. So stress, anxiety, not sleeping. You know, just trying to get everything done, but still having all these emotions and trying to act and play out that you're still able to do what you need to do you've mentioned being a typical man what are your thoughts around stigma surrounding mental health in men and would you say in in that issue that real strength actually comes from opening up oh 100 100 i'll never forget when i had my first when i had my first session i was gone for like three hours i come out i said to my wife i was like you know i said they've, they've hypnotized me or something i was like <laughs> there's no way that i could come feeling like it obviously I was crying my eyes out. Yeah, you know that's another thing with this game as well. You don't people don't see the emotions you have. You might be driving home one night and just have to pull over and have a little bit of a cry because things get a little bit too much. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I totally um, agree. I've, I've even recently I've had tasks where I've I've been with with help payment. It's not something I've I've necessarily dealt with, and the, the people that I'm working for can make me feel quite cagey and. So almost, you know, bullied to how I feel, and I feel I haven't. Yeah. I feel like I haven't got anyone to help me, and I, I don't know how this situation is ever going to change. So I, I one hundred percent agree with you there because even uh, you know alone, like say, no one sees behind closed doors, and uh, I could go to work, and you might be that person. Yeah, well, you know, it'd be good when they pay me, or I'm not going to turn up till they pay. But you go home and you worry like anything about it. You think, well, I still want paying, so I will turn up if they tell me to because I, I want paying. I want what's mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's a spiral effect, right? Because yeah. you go back, you buy the materials, go and rectify it, and there's another problem. It's just it's it's a cra- it's a crazy game. When you, the more and more you think about it, the more and more it is just a crazy game to be in. Being an apprentice when I serve my time and like you say with certain people and what people might do to you in way of manipulation it's quite funny because like you say you you might try and better yourself and rectify a job or like my instance if I ever got moaned at being an apprentice oh you're not doing a good enough job right I'll, I'll try twice as hard but it still isn't good enough and then you start to realize that some people simply just get a buzz out of making the person with them feel worthless or no matter what you do, 
you'll never get any you know appreciation for it and that is the reality sometimes working for some customers and some people you know in this industry and and the background that we come from because it is as i've mentioned in a previous episode it is such a macho man industry um it doesn't necessarily mean that it is just men in the industry i just mean that it's it's full of these stuffy old feelings that that really don't seem to budge it's a you know what i think a lot of it is it's a lot of it's uh it's like emotional leverage do you know what i mean it's like because like, it is it's a, a lot of it is emotion like it's emotion like if, if the customer mm-hmm. says look you know i'm not happy with this straight away you're like well it, the feelings you get inside you yeah you can't it's unexplainable do you know what i mean unless you actually felt it to having that phone call you can't relate to it no that's right and i think as well it's it's hard because suffering with mental health having a customer who might ring me and it might be just a simple change to a task that's happened and it's not a not a moan or anything but receiving that phone call and it's talking about the job that you've done oh you was here last week and and then my mind just straight away oh god what have I done I honestly have not got complaints you know I haven't got a complaints log that's a hand of multiple things that have gone wrong if there's ever been anything that people have changed I've changed it you know I always aim to please everyone but in the back of my mind, I still think, oh my God, what has happened? Yeah, I've got yeah. no evidence of anything happening in the past. And I just think like, well, why does my mind go straight to, oh no, you know what I mean? So going to your experiences, obviously as a soldier and, and now veteran, adapting back into civilian life, how did that make you feel? You know what, for me, it was, uh, it was, a, bit of a, it was a bit of a whirlwind, you know. Like I, I, left, I left the military for my wife. And, you know, I wanted to start a life with her. And, yeah, you know, if I was on, if I'm honest with you, I was still fairly young when I left. You know, I was 20, what was I, 24? And uh, I thought everything was going to be great. Eh? I thought, yeah, I'm going to leave. I'm going to land a job, ex-military. I'm going to get this job. I'm going to get that job. I ended up being a, like, a labourer. So I went 10 steps back. I ended up, yeah, being a labourer for a year. And then I've got a private contracting job in Iraq so I ended up going for that because obviously it was about money and supporting my missus you know and it was a frightening world to come into you know there's there was no there was no real help or guidance to say right this is what it's going to be like or this is where you need to go there's a resettlement when you when you're in the military you do like you can do like plumbing and bits and bobs like that but obviously you've been training as a soldier for god knows however many years and no one's going to touch the guy that's just come out of the military who's got a tick in the box to say let's change a boiler or rewire a house it's all about experience right yeah and i think from the sounds of it as opposed to a stepping stone that offers you a chance in life to gain experience or start a new civilian life it almost sounds like a end of a peer situation where unfortunately you either walk back into the military which is behind you or you jump off and you really have no idea what's what's ahead of you it is yeah it's like yeah it's the, it's the unknown and that was obviously a massive fear of the unknown you know and i think a lot of people think it's easy to get a job you know i've done everything i went to interviews to be a stockbroker you know a security manager for all these like high-rise buildings in london and day in day out four interviews a day sometimes i was just getting no and you know I've got my wife at home who's really successful and I'm phoned her up as a bloke, as a man, the whole man thing again. <laughs> and I'm going, no, it didn't go very well. I didn't get a job. Or I've had the email through from yesterday. I ain't got a job. 
and that was just literally day in day out like the the knockbacks for that it's just it's crazy do you know what i mean it's um so yeah i pretty much had to restart again yeah so, and those experiences can take chunks out of you as a person can't they they can make you feel embarrassed they can make you feel obviously not good enough in in what you're doing even though you're trying your hardest but that perception of your yourself can can change quite easily as as you've mentioned that ringing your wife you can feel yeah inadequate i think is 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 the word i'm looking for your experiences in in the military how do you feel your mental health has coped since uh joining the military definitely made me the man that i am today do you know what i mean but it's, it's one it's 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 a 50 50 thing it's like yeah it was good but also it was bad do you know what i mean and with yeah. anything good obviously comes bad times but no one's designed to go through what you go through at being in the military. You know what I mean? Whether whether you're a man, a woman, a young boy, you're not wired up to cope with certain elements. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, it's a weird thing, really, because some some stuff happens, and you just you just think, yeah, it's, that's normal. It's because you're in that environment. You know, it's uh, yeah, brush yourself off and just crack on again. But it's the whole. I don't know if you've heard like about they say with like PTSD it takes it can take up to ten years before anything happens or it actually kicks in or, or rears its ugly head is what I keep hearing quite a lot. I think you know as a as a soldier it's the whole it's very much a male dominated industry pretty much like construction. It's the whole you just got get on with it. You're a man, get on with it. Yeah. It's, so you it must. Is that notice those similarities as you've just said between that and the construction industry being a veteran your past is often going to involve a situation or circumstance that you know the the average day person will not experience do you feel that somehow that relates in regards to mental health that there are some people that will never struggle much like you can explain your experiences you can talk through your experiences and your past as a veteran do you think in regards to mental health people can be educated and they can learn despite not suffering themselves they can appreciate and learn what their fellow person may may be going through a hundred percent i think it's needed a hundred percent like you say it's a massive stigma around everything all, all things mental health yeah I'm, I'm not being funny you know you see people now there's so many people over the last couple of years that are just opening up and coming out yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's and it's gonna it's gonna have that turning point at some point where it's gonna become a fad and there's gonna be people that haven't really suffered with it that are saying that they've suffered with it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think everyone personally suffers with mental health. And I think whether they might have a miniscule incident, so there's a trigger that triggers an episode, I personally believe. And it's how people manage it. But like, I, like, I, 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 I attempted suicide a few years back. I was that bad. I attempted suicide, and that was the that was a bit for me where it was either make or break. And I went through a hell of a lot. I put myself on the most intense course of self worth and like repairing not repairing myself because I don't think I was broken. It's just that it's a, mental health stuff, a management thing. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like you, it's, it's about managing it, and it's, like I say, I think everyone suffers with mental health. It's, it's about how how far you want to open up, or how much you're in touch with your own emotions. And I think with your experiences there, where you've shared about your own almost path in life, where it led you to this attempted suicide, I think with construction, and certainly no matter what industry you are from, 
this is what is hard in everyday life because your fellow colleague, customer, stranger will not know your background and the state of your mental health on each day. And that's fine because they might not know your personal or your physical health that day. But it's just that interesting topic that where we've started this episode talking about, you know, pressure from clients and customers who will just treat you as a company face and not as an individual cannot actually see what perhaps path people have come from to carry on work or what helps them get through the day. And I think that's quite interesting that opinions are changing. You hope that it doesn't become a fad or a tick box exercise is something that is obviously a real common phrase. Massively, massively. Like I say, you know, we all know that there's going to be people out there using it as a, an excuse. I've done, I done something recently, you know, where I went and slept rough to raise awareness for homelessness. I was part of a, a team for Walking With The Wounded, which is a military charity. And the money that was raised will obviously fund X amount of one, one-to-one mental health sessions for four veterans. But it's a massive thing for me now like mental health i'm on a journey now where i'm going to raise as much awareness as i possibly can pretty much like exactly the same as you if everyone done that and chipped in their bit the world would be a much better place i'm not being funny how many times you got it's so easy for us as blokes to when someone says are you all right yeah yeah i'm good to go why can't we say like no i'm not you know i, I had a shit night's sleep last night i was fucking up till stupid o'clock doing invoicing or quotes and now i'm out the door at r5 so i can get into central london to start a day's work, and I ain't going to be home till seven o'clock tonight. I've got three I ain't going to see. I'm going to get half hour with my missus after I've done some bits, and then I'm going to do that for seven days a week. Sometimes it's like, you know, we don't do it. We don't. We don't do it at all. No, and it's almost like you don't allow time for yourself in regards to relaxing, let alone worrying, let alone focusing. So when those topics do come up they can obviously just take over massively in regards to, you know, scheduling. That's something that's quite prominent in the construction industry. People just work themselves to death and I don't think that's something that I'd ever want to do. However, people do do it commonly either to to hide from their problems and I'm sure you must see it when you see people on site or, you know, clients, you must definitely see that face of someone that you just know. You're hiding from your problems, you're not facing up to it because you're just working yeah getting stuck into something else and just push pushing it aside which is the which is the main problem because that's what people do it's a coping mechanism you know to push it aside and forget about it and focus on another thing and thinking that it's all going to be all right but it it does it, it it's not all right it will come at some point it will come and haunt you or come back to play a part you know, it's about dealing with a situation. Like, prevention is better than cure. Do you know what I mean? Like, in, in all circumstances. Yeah, and I think with being self-employed, you wouldn't injure your back or your knees until the point where you couldn't work again. And it would be the same in regards to mental health. I've had experiences in the past when my time finally came upon me that I, I just couldn't function as a person. And, you know, normally because it was just so overbearing. I you know, I was off work for months because I just couldn't face the day, I couldn't focus, I couldn't work. And in reality, if I'd have been smart, 
um, and cared enough about myself, I could have put the stop in quite early on and nipped it in the bud and seeked help or talked to someone. And it would have been a difficult process, but it wouldn't have been as difficult as that first day. I certainly relate to yourself when you said you sought help and after the first session it was just a massive mess of tears and happiness and and all that and and I certainly agree when I sought help from a GP with the help of my dad it was down to him really that I I went to the GP I, I don't know why I was so afraid or whatever but coming away from that and being diagnosed and being prescribed all these sort of topics um, in regards to getting me on the right path I was in tears, I was in bits I, I couldn't focus, I was everywhere yeah I look back at that and I just think that that was almost, it, it had making. to happen you know yeah. and the making of you, that was it yeah and I just think that was the start of my journey and, and it was almost I feel in a strange way it was, it was almost like that was the birth of a different side of my brain where I could actually monitor how I felt as a person. It wasn't just pushing it to the side anymore. It was opening up and saying, um, how do I feel physically today? Or I'm tired. How am I mentally today, actually? Because now I've accepted it as a different part of me. And I don't know if that's um, true to yourself, how how you would agree. 100%, 100%. I think if you speak to a lot of people, like, you know, some of the things that I've done over the last four years or so I would never ever have thought that I'd been doing uh, if I didn't have that scenario in my life if I didn't have that scenario in my life it was like I genuinely believe that that's like a restart people who suffer with mental health to a point where they are that there's no you're at rock bottom I genuinely believe that is your that's a sign now is your time to have a little rethink and your path has got to change yeah yeah do you know what I mean? You're on, this. This is not the path for you. You're yeah. de- not. I I look at it as I'm destined for greatness. Do you know what I mean? I wake up every day. I'm like, what can I do to progress myself, my family, and help others? Whereas before, it was get up in the morning, get on the tools, get to site, get the job done, get home, have dinner, get up and do it all again. You know, it, it, now you got time to take a little step back and realise that there's more to life than just like you said yourself working yourself into the ground because that's what we all do yeah it's interesting what you say about a restart there because I've never thought of that perspective before but when it happened to me the situations and the the reasoning as to why I'd got to that point you know I'd left an apprenticeship where I had I was on the cusp of completion so I was near enough qualified but I wasn't happy where I was moved to jobs and it was a very difficult time um and I hid a lot of that trauma that I was so unhappy and and, and verbally bullied um about the way I look my size how my work is um me as a person and a lot of that was buried however then changed jobs to something that I actually enjoyed and there was probably a brief year and a half where I was quite happy however when that came full circle and it wasn't the problem of the employer or anything like that it was just not happy in work but because I was still working in the same industry certain triggers would still come up but this time the work stress was already there because uh, experiences of my previous work were were still flagging up, 
and trauma that I hadn't dealt with was still flagging up. So number one, work was there. Now, as a separate topic, I was having relationship problems. I really wasn't happy in the relationship that I was in. From my point of view, it wasn't what I, where I was destined to be. So the combination of these effects and then tying in with how I felt about myself, it was that interesting view now that you've just said it where I was at rock bottom and on all aspects so although the mental health side of it is to do with my brain it was very interesting to see that my situation really contributed to that that is how that relates to your story I think that's very interesting you've said about how it's a reset so going into your work and construction work and obviously where you've come back into civilian life would you say that you've adapted your your business, your work to your mental health needs. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm a lot more. I'm a lot more me focused. If that makes sense. When you start a business, you wanna you got delusions of grandeur. Do you know what I mean? You, you think I'm gonna be, I'm gonna earn loads of dough. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Not even funny. Like the construction industry is the worst industry to be in if you want to make money, unless you hit jackpot. You know what I mean? It's like you get a big contract, blah, blah, blah. But it's just more stresses. Like I say, when I said to you previously about it was a restart, I was a lot, I was very business focused. It was all money, money, money for me. I wanted, I wanted to graft, do the job, get paid, move on to the next one and have a good life for my family. But when everything happened, do you know what? The money don't mean nothing. The best thing for me, like when I had that restart, that was, a massive eye-opener for me, for my family, to understand how important they were to me. I never really appreciated them. Uh, my eldest, like when I first took my job abroad doing bodyguarding, he was like four months old. So, And I didn't see him for three years nearly. Do you know what I mean? So that plays a big part on me. But with my company now, it's uh, I've adapted a lot around my mental health, around my company, about around my family time. You know, making sure that I have time for them, making sure I'm home at a certain time. You know, silly little things like dropping my daughter off at school or picking them up from school is a massive thing that I never, ever did. And I'm never going to get that time back. Once that's gone, it's gone. You say silly little things, but I think they're really important things because when you look at relationships as a whole that we have with people, buying your your friend a coffee, buying your partner some flowers or treating them to an evening out there they're small things but they go a long way and it says a lot about you as a person that you know you've had to view how your previous life was and you've changed it now for the better because of the way you've adapted and I think you know you've got a point in way of adaption because both of us being self-employed you can work yourself to death we've we've clarified that but you can also make time and provision for yourself within your diary to ensure that your life goes how you want it to go this time and not wrong you know and I think like you say in in way of adaption you can make time for people around you you can make time for invoicing you can make time for completing a job unfortunately they they are and will always be from how I feel out of our controls you know financial difficulties like you say you will unfortunately will not be a millionaire by making sure that every couple of weeks on a Monday is your paperwork day. You know, no one gets paid for that and you won't be a millionaire because you've just taken a 
you know, every second Monday out of the year off for, for yeah, paperwork. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's how it goes, isn't it? Yeah, but it's the path we've been dealt, unfortunately. So we've just got to adapt and make it the best journey we can. Thank you. I, I love the construction industry. I've got a passion for it. Always have done since I was a kid. And I've obviously, I'm so far in that I couldn't jump ship. However, I want to change it slightly by doing other things, if that makes sense, that correlate with what I'm doing. So exactly the same as what, exactly the same as what you're doing by doing the podcast. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, this is exactly it. As as a point you've just raised, I'm only 26. You know, I started in construction when I was 17. So I've been here just shy of 10 years now, nine years, and I totally agree with you. I I have a lot more years left to give. Um, to some people, obviously, I wouldn't be an expert. However, in my eyes, I view that my experiences of what I've done are enough to decide how I want to run my life and how I want to run my business. And like I say, it's it's tweaking the already created formula that is being a self-employed construction worker. It doesn't mean that I'm tweaking it to try and earn more cash or trying to slink off to the pub it means I'm trying to tweak it to ensure that I have good relationships with people around me to ensure that I'm happy within myself and and like you know the big topic you've mentioned is is family and the the people you know close to you because I've often said with the way that I wanted to create what I do from a self-employed point of view I won't lay on my deathbed thinking that I wish I completed that job I wish I got another job through the books I will lay on my deathbed and think I wish I went on that holiday and I wish you know I told this person this and that's the way that I want it to be I I will not think about work you know and I think you'll certainly agree from your past experience to now changing your priority 100% look at the end of the day it's not all about work right definitely definitely not there's there's so much more at play here um, and yeah, so much and to I'll enjoy. Honest, I, don't, I don't want to be on the tools for the rest of my life. If I could come off the tools tomorrow, I'd still run a firm and do the bits that I want to do, then I'll do it. But unfortunately, I'm not there yet, but I will be. And I'll continue on the journey that I'm on now to make sure that I get there and give myself and my family the best life I possibly can before I leave this earth. Yeah. And I think that's a fantastic way to to look at it and and a fantastic way to progress um finally i obviously see and we've mentioned that you're soon to become an author um solace in darkness uh would you care to explain as as much as you wish what the book will contain what inspired you to to create this so yes solace in darkness will be out uh next year uh april um it's about it's predominantly about mental health obviously it's my journey that i had and uh it, it's it starts from being born so i was born with a few deformities when i was born when i was born i shouldn't have like joined the military but i did overcoming adversity you know there's a few twists and turns in there that will keep people engaged it's uh it's going to be a good it's going to be a good read at the minute though i'm i'm rewriting it at the moment for my children so my eldest who's 11 he's just started high school and I'm rewriting it for him from a parent's perspective. So daddy talking to his son. Um, it's a lot, it's a toned down version. And obviously that, that again, is to prevent mental health and 
you know, bullying and all that sort of stuff because high school is a tough thing, tough cookie to crack. I, I want I want him to make sure that everything that I've been through is normal. It's not just me. And he can get a good understanding of it before the actual book goes out there and certain people start reading it. You know, I just want to make sure that he's prepared yeah. for it in the best way. So yeah, it's, it's, there's, a, there's a few instances in there. You know, this uh, it starts like I say, it goes through my whole life all the way up until pretty much when everything like coming out of the other side. You know, having a breakdown, how I coped with it. My wife, big big part of that, and I hope it helps people. Do you know what I mean? Like my, I'm hoping that my honesty will help. You know, like everyone says, if it helps one person, then I've done the right thing. But I'd like it to help a lot more than one person. So I'll send you yours, Toby, don't worry. <laughs> no, that would be excellent. I think what you mentioned with construction, with there being the programmes in place from from the military that you sort of help yourselves and go on various courses, possibly construction, to to engage within civilian life again. And I think in your example, there will certainly be a lot of um, veterans that this will appeal to and on the flip side you know with this podcast certainly a lot of listeners in regards to mental health that this will appeal to so I think with the subjects there there is more than ample opportunity to, to help people and I'm and I'm absolutely sure it will. Adam it's been absolutely fantastic to speak to you thank you so much for coming on it's it's been really good to have you and and obviously thank you for being so open and and willing to to be a part of this. No, Toby, thank you so much. I appreciate it. The chat there that I had with Adam, once again, it was a really interesting chat and I feel that I learned many things and saw many different perspectives that I hadn't before. It was really good actually to meet someone who had had such a good experience from an initial counselling and therapy session where he felt genuinely... Like you could almost see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I, it genuinely made me very happy when I was speaking to him. That I felt that, you know, thank God that there's people out there that do benefit instantly. It doesn't happen for everyone, and that's absolutely fine. But you know, I was so glad to speak to someone that it did work for. The topic there, where he mentioned about almost being reborn, was again another interesting one because I can certainly relate to that, even when I spoke to him there but even having reflected on that it is certainly true of my personal experience I've often felt that it's almost been a natural retaliation to the things going on around me that my mind has declined or my mental well-being has declined but sometimes it can be a catalyst in my personal life or business life that is the reason for that and it's almost a prompt to change these things so I certainly think it was interesting to learn that I was on almost not the only one who is like that and views what do I need to change um, rather than when I used to initially panic and think that it's all sort of my own problem and myself creating it. Of course the topic of suicide came up and I really want to commend Adam for being so open and honest about it. It's not a subject that's readily discussed which we're hoping to change and it is changing out there it certainly isn't an easy topic and for some people that may be uh, a trigger area for them but you know there there aren't any topics really for 
this sort of thing that are going to be easy when it comes to mental health because everyone is so different in regards to triggers or sort of personal background and experiences that unfortunately we have to talk about because if we don't it's just simply not fair because we deserve and we should listen to those who have and are willing to talk about their experiences that perhaps led them to that path and part of their recovery is talking about the life almost they used to live or the way that their life was going that drove them to that point it helps you know spread that awareness and that education amongst ourselves that can spot the signs and can spot the improvements that need to be made so once again I really want to thank Adam for that and Adam if you're listening hopefully when your book is released I definitely want a copy Uh, it certainly sounds like it's going to be a good read with all your experiences certainly with the military and your personal experiences with your mental health and the challenges that you faced and also the journey that you're on now you know thanks again for joining me and being a part of this journey with me also Uh, there's going to be some links to the episode uh, topics that we've discussed once again within the episode descriptions online Let us know your thoughts and opinions. Please get in touch. Just send us a message, email at hello at tearoomtalks.co.uk and I'll see you next week for our next instalment. Thanks again for listening.